Good deal, good deal. Um, so excited to be up here this morning. My wife and I are gonna tag team, and as we were praying and worshiping and singing and all that good stuff, I started to look around the room and go, uh-oh, there's not many, as many married folk here, so I'm gonna have to alter the message a little bit. So if, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun this morning. Uh, if you don't know Jonathan Hub, a couple guys are on a trip in Colorado. They should be back soon. Um, they needed a time to just have fun and hang out, and so that's what they're doing. Uh, thinking about the summit, I mean, it's, 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 it's something that I, my parents used to say, uh, if I would continue to do something that I shouldn't do, they say, hey, 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 I told you not to do that, and if you want me to react, I can show you better than I can tell you. That's, that's what they, that was their phrase, I can show you better than I can tell you. So better than I can tell you about the summit, it's like, man, you want to be there. You want to be in a, in, a, in a larger corporate opportunity to see, like, man, God is doing something bigger than what's happening here in, in Blue Mountain and here in Manhattan. And so get registered. It'll be worth your time. It'll be the best $15 you spent this year unless you wait and you have to pay the $25. And if money's the issue, ask uh, Brendan. He will get you registered. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> no, we got faith for it. We got faith for it. Uh, so happy to be talking about this this morning. We just, and, but what we want to do is continue to go and understand that idea of submitting to authority. And we get the opportunity, my wife and I, to talk about what that looks like in marriage. Now, Tori and I have been married 17 years, one month, 30 days, depending on how you look at it, and 23 hours. All right. So we average about 10 arguments, arguments, disagreements a day, twice on Sundays, except I think the spirit was really in our house this morning because he, he knew what was going on. And so I don't know that we've argued this morning yet. So, um, but we get an opportunity to talk a little bit about that and bring to life what Peter was talking about when he, he said uh, some things in the scripture that uh, have come to a uh, you know, conflict for many marriages now. We often ponder how actually do we, does this thing submitting role work in marriage, all right? And it's interesting to me sometimes. You'll hear people show and talk about how they're doing what their boss asked them to do, their coach asked them to do, someone who is in a sense authority over them. But then when it comes to a relationship like this, that whether it be the man or woman, they don't really have a grip on what that really looks like, right? And, and I'm, as I'm just reminded, as I'm looking around the room, you may be thinking, well, you know, I'm not married. Is this going to work for me? You know what? I think, you know, some of you un single folk want to get married one day. It, it, uh, it'll apply to you and it'll help you out. So just, 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 just uh, note it. And so, but we, we, we have this, something that gets in our mind that says, you know, but the world says it's okay for us all to be equal and this and this and this. And this is this thing of submitting to our husband all right, or not me, but a wife to her husband, it's not about equality. It's not about who's equal because there isn't a lower value put on someone when you submit. There isn't, all right? It's, 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 a, it's about something that God was doing and has done and, and has created that we have to remember. So uh, if we go looking at slide three, uh, to the idea of submit is to place or rank under. All right, Jonathan hit on that last week. It's to place a rank under. And if uh, I think uh, Danny would know a lot about this and many military folks because the, the Bible talks a lot about military actions, war, formations, and things like that. And one of my favorite words when it comes to ranking is this one word, this one verse that says in uh, Proverbs 30, the locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. Like God's original intent wouldn't be that this person would be king and you guys would follow, you know. You can go back and read in Samuel about how he says, look, if you choose a king, you're either going to ask for your money, you're going to ask for your kids, you're going to ask for your time, you're going to ask for your land. So it wasn't his intent for that to be. I think it was supposed to look like this, that we would all march in a rank, that there will be some, in a sense, authority situations, but without a king or without, in a sense, a commander, we're not or exactly Jesus being the commander, if I could say that clearly. So um, my task is to help both the husband and the wife and you youngins <clears throat> to know that submitting is a good thing. 
Submitting is a good thing. Say it with me. Submitting is a good thing. Submitting is a good thing. Right? Right? Submitting is a good thing. And, and actually, uh, you got to say thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay? You got to really hit that, right? Um, and so I want to help us understand that, but also help the husbands and, and young men see that there's an implication that comes with that. There's, an impl- there's, there's, there's responsibility that comes with that. And we find that, and I won't dive too much in it, but I just want you to just consider this. Uh, when the fall happened, right, Jesus addressed, uh, God addressed the snake, then he addressed the woman, then he addressed the man. And he said in that verse, because you listened to your wife, because he didn't hold his responsibility of helping to lead what was going on in the garden, there was a curse that was applied to that. So there's some implications to that. Um, so let's look at the words Peter wrote and then look at more scripture that shows us why submitting is a good thing. All right. It says in verse one, uh, uh, Peter three, chapter one, likewise, likewise, wives. This one here says subject, but you could put submitting in there, submitting in there. Be subject to your own husband's. So that even if some do not obey, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their, their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. So there's some levels to this. Speaking particularly to the, to, to the wives and women this morning, there's some levels to this. When you read that, wives, be subject to your, to your husband. There's level one. The word says it. I am going to do it. I trust it. Boom. Right? There's not a lot of convincing that has to go on. The word says it, I'm going to do it, boom. That doesn't mean you're weaker. That doesn't mean you are unclear about anything else. It's just like, you know what? It says it, I'm going to do it. And trusting is a big component. Because when our trust is misused, sometimes that, that's mostly when we get hurt the most, when our trust is misused. Uh, we think about what Jesus did and, uh, when he talked about it in 1 Peter 2, 22. He committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continue entrusting himself to him who judged justly. There's, there's a trust component to it that we have to decide, you know what, I'm gonna trust in the midst of it all. And Tori's gonna share more on that here in a second. Then there's level two to it. Some of you may be thinking, whether you're married or not, like, hey, I, I want to be married one day, but just trusting is not going to be enough for me. You know, you might be thinking, I'm not Jesus. If I was, I'd be dead, obviously, because, you know, he sacrificed his life. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. Here, let's go a little bit deeper. It says, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, there's a reward. When you say, you know what, I'm going to trust and I'm going to do as the Bible is asking me to do. There's a reward to see if your husband is someone who's, you know, not a bane, right? Not a burning the word of God, that they would be one. And, that, and that's huge because, all right, sometimes we think we have to engage in every single fight. We think we have to uh, 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 battle it out to the, to, the, to the last to try to be the winner of the argument or whatnot. And sometimes it's just, you know what, I'm just going to trust and trust that God is doing something. And know that, you know what, there's a reward that can come that my that the husband would be worn over. And so what I want to do right now is transition it over to Tori. Tori's going to come up and, and uh, she had some some great thoughts on uh, some of the verses, and especially as it goes into uh, what the next couple of verses are talking about. So, Sugar, come on in. Hello there. Okay, I'm going to talk about verses um, three through six, and I didn't write three down, so I need it up there. Um, This says, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit 
which is in God's sight, is very precious. And so the first thing I want to say is at the very end of that, those two verses, it said, which is in God's sight is very precious. So if it's precious to God, then it should be precious to us. It should be known as important to us. And so we want to pay attention to that. Um, it also talks about how we should be known for the beauty inside our hearts. Um, in, in verse 4, it, it'll kind of, um, in what I have to say, it'll kind of bounce back and forth. So you'll, but that's why I read those two together. But um, it is what is inside us that will reflect outwardly. And so it doesn't mean that outwardly we look bad. Um, Because if we look bad and smell bad, well, y'all know nobody's going to want to be around you. (laughs) And um, that in turn means that they're not going to see the light in you, the light of Jesus in you, which in turn means they will likely not see the Lord through you. Uh, But on the opposite of that, if you're focused on being the beauty and wearing the jewelry and all of that, not that it's bad in and of itself, it's the focus, it's where the focus is and where the heart is. And you can look beautiful, but if you're focused on being beautiful, then your focus is not on the Lord and not on um, what he has for you and what he wants for you. Um, Still in verse four, going back up, it says the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Um, First of all, ladies, I think it's very important to say that we all have the ability to embody this, to have a gentle and quiet spirit. And you may be thinking, I'm not gentle or quiet. (laughs) And that's okay. Um, Or I have tried so hard to embody this, and I just, I don't understand, or I haven't been able to, And sometimes that's putting our own expectations on what that is. Um, But no matter the personality types that we have, no matter your Enneagram number that you have, um, we can embody this because it's the state of our insides, the state of our spirit. Um, Some of us are fiery with a gentle and quiet spirit. Some of us need to look a little deeper into what a gentle and quiet spirit looks like in us. And some of us need to let a little more out of ourselves. Um, Meaning, if you think about a gentle and quiet spirit, it doesn't mean be quiet and don't say anything, don't do anything, Um, because that's not what God calls us to. But it does look different in each of us and it focuses on really what is inside of us. How has our time in the word been? How is our time uh, leaning into God and leaning in, listening to the Holy Spirit as we're going through our day and responding out of those times with the Lord? And that, that comes out um, as being having a gentle and quiet spirit, even if you're fiery or even if you're just a little bit quieter. So, um, and the main thing is to practice it, to continually practice it. It doesn't just happen because I spent my time with the Lord last week. Um, I'm going to probably react really badly to something today, if that's the case. So it's a daily practice. Um, And even with the Holy Spirit living in us and around us, it's listening to him throughout the day as something comes up and you... I know in me, it's like I tend to react. My first reaction is, oh, and then it has to, I have to kind of catch myself. It's like, okay, that's not how the Lord has me react in this. And so um, if we practice it, our responses to people and things will come out of this place with a gentle and quiet spirit. Um, in Romans 2, 29, in the New Living Translation, it says, no, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. A true circumcision is not cutting of the body, but a change of heart produced by God's spirit. Whoever has that kind of change, seek praise from God and not from people. And that just is, um, that is Paul talking in a different, different place than Peter is, but at the same thing, the heart of the issue 
is what it's about. Um, verses 5 and 6, um, I have written down it in the NIV version, and he, we have it up on the ESV up there. But it says, For this is the way the holy women of the past, who put their hope in God, used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands. Like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham, called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. So the word master, when I read this, um, often comes with some bad connotations when you're talking about a person, not like a master of study or whatever, but when you're talking about a master and a person, um, I mean, I think we all go back to history class or to, to things that we know of, especially in the state of the world now, where they talk about slave masters. And when you think about a slave master, you don't think of a good heart behind that person. You think, I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want to submit to that person. But that's not the person that we're submitting to in, in the Bible. Um, when he calls us to submit to our husband, we love our husband, right? We wouldn't have married them, hopefully, otherwise, in our culture. <laughs> um, but often um, when we talk about and think about master, if you replace it with the word um, leader or head of the household, head of the family, like that has a different, um, a, a different, it hits us different, doesn't it? When you think of a master like that and you can replace it with leader and something that, that comes across as, oh, they care about what they're doing and who they're leading. Um, and so it com just comes across differently. You hear love and caring for your wife, children, and family, even the animals in the family. Um, and it just doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> um, in another part, it says, you are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Um, as a reminder, in, the, um, in part of it, it talks about the past of holy women. Um, that those were women who were doing, who were righteous, who were doing the right thing, um, following the Lord. And it's pretty awesome when you're called a daughter to someone, um, doing some, even, even if you're, um, you're out with an aunt or uncle or something, and they're like, is that your daughter? Because they see either characteristics that, are th that look alike, or they see actions, you're doing the same thing, um, holding the door for sons, you know, like they may emulate their, um, their uh, whoever it is that they're lo being looked at as the son of. And so, um, and if not giving way to fear is a thing to be called a daughter to Sarah, then I want it. Because I don't want to, um, I don't want to react in fear. I don't want to live in fear. Fear often stops us in our tracks, and, and we don't move forward. Um, if we trust and can lean on God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we don't have to live in fear. It can squash the fear. The Spirit of the Lord just squashes the fear. Um, I have a testimony about this. Uh, it was probably in between year seven and year 10, I don't remember exactly which year it was of our marriage. Um, I can tell you which house we were standing in though, so that's how I know what years it's between. <laughs> um, we had an island in our house and one of us is on one end and the other's on the other end. And we are in a deep, like, debate. debate. <laughs> yes, a deep, I was gonna say conversation <laughs> that was heated. <laughs> um, and he felt very strongly one way. I can't even remember what it was about now without looking back in my journals, which are still in boxes. Um, but I'm on the other end, and I am struggling because he is very much, it's this way, and I am very much, no, it's this way. And so I take a step away from that, and I'm like, Lord, I need help with this. Um, 
Oh, yes. So Jesse, sa <laughs> Jesse says, and this is what really made me mad and why I needed to leave. <laughs> He's like, woman, I am the husband. You are to submit to me. And I was like, whoo, got to go. <laughs> I got to step away from this for a few minutes. And so I go, and I'm in our room, and I'm just like, Lord, I need help with this. Like, I, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. And so I just kept talking to the Lord, and finally I was like, okay, Lord, I need your help, and was quiet. And he said, do you trust me? And I was like, yes, that's why I'm talking to you. Like, yes. <laughs> and so there was a little bit, and he said, do you trust me? And I was like, like, when God asks you a second time, it's like, okay, maybe I need to rethink something here. So I was like, yes. And he said, do you trust that I'm working in your husband? And I was like, oh, e, e, <laughs> yes. And he was like, do you trust that I'm working in your husband? I was like, okay, yes, I trust you. And that means that I trust that you're working <laughs> in my husband. I get it. I get what you're telling me. And it was like, okay, I could do this. So then I had to go back out to him at some point there and tell him, okay, yes, we'll go this way. Like, even though I did not like the way that you said that to me, and that is not how we're going to do this, <laughs> this, I, I am submitting to your, your choice in this. And because um, I trusted the Lord and knew that if he was wrong, that God would correct him. And it wasn't me that was going to be able to correct him. And so um, I submitted to my husband. And I still do. I mean, he, he is the leader of our home. <laughs> and, and that, uh, her telling me that story, I don't remember saying that, but I don't doubt it. Uh, but then I, I felt good because I was like, see, Lord, see what I have to go through? You have to ask her three times. Um, I am not, in that story, me telling her, or reminding her to say that part, I thought it was funny. I'm not illustrating that's how we should do it, men. All right? The phrase goes, if you got to tell someone you're the leader, you're not the leader. Okay? So, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was out of frustration that I said it and said it like that, and, and lack of maturity, having those only words to tell her what I thought she should do at that moment. So, um, it, but in that you see her, in that story, it was about the trust. It was it, and whatever the decision was, it was frightening at the moment. Right. Um, and but the, the goal isn't to say in that moment, submit to me, you know, you're beneath me. No, it was like, you know, come along to what God is doing. Right. And I couldn't have explained it more clear than a guy did for her in that moment and whatever we came to. And I think it worked out for us because we're still married seven years later, obviously. So um, I thought that would be funny right there, but you guys didn't laugh. That's okay, we're gonna keep it moving. We have questions after this, we're gonna do a little Q&A. So if you have questions, you know, be thinking about them, write them down, we wanna answer those. And then we're gonna move a little bit fast in these next couple of moments because I don't wanna hold us too long. Um, so if I say something that's unclear or seems like that was weird, just, just say, hey, would you say that again? I, I missed that. So prior to Tori coming up, she came up into level two, right? Kind of the, uh, you know, I, I want to trust, but there's something else to it, right? And she kind of hit on a little fear, but then what it takes to go through it. There's another level. And in this level, this level three, like if you're this person like, okay, I still need some more convincing. I still need something that bites. And, and the, the best thing for us to do is go right back to the beginning, in a sense, back in the garden. All right, in the level three part of this. And then when we read uh, in verse 16 of chapter three of, in Genesis, all right, this is what it says. And then what's going to happen, I'm going to begin to break it down. It says, the woman, to the woman he said, this is after they ate from the tree, the knowledge of good and evil. And then they, uh, uh, God went looking for them. And then, you know, he addressed the snake. Right. The, the, the man blamed the woman, the woman blamed the snake and the snake didn't have a leg to stand on. That's right. Some people get it. Snakes don't have legs. All right. And so he addressed the snake, cursed the snake. Right. And then he addressed he's addressing the woman in this. 
to the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you should bring forth children. Your desire should be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Another verse says that your desire will be for your husband, but he will rule over you. All right. And so when you think about that, you really have to think about what that is telling us. And I think no one did a better job than um, I shouldn't say it like that. I was reading one of the commentaries I read into Matthew Henry, Genesis 3, as he kind of dives into that. And I thought he did a good, better job than I could do. And it reads like this. The sentence amounts only to that command. Wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. But the interest of sin has made that duty a punishment. All right. What, what, hold on. What, OK. That's, what do you mean? That duty has made it a, pun, a punishment. OK. Which otherwise it would have would not have been if man had not sinned, he would always have ruled with wisdom and love. And if the woman had not sinned, she would always have obeyed with humility and meekness. And then the dominion would have been no grievance, but our own sin and folly make our yoke heavy. All right. Remember, this curse is a highlight. He's highlighting something that's going to go on. Right. Why do we need to know about? This is the curse, because if we could see it, all right, this is hard, a little hard for me to explain, but if you see it, it's brought up because there's an opposite to it. There was an opposite way of having to submit. Something's going on there that he's trying to highlight. As it continues, if Eve had not eaten forbidden fruit herself and tempted her husband to eat, she would never have complained of her subjection. Therefore, it ought not never be complained of, though harsh. But sin must be accompanied complained of that it that made it so those wives not only despise and disobey their disobey their husband they domineer over them they do not consider that they not sorry they do not consider that they not only violate a divine law but thought a divine sentence let me just kind of continue to press in on that going into a uh, in the new bible commentary what does he say it says furthermore instead of marriage being a relationship of mutual care Tension was often to be characterized to characterize it. Your desire may be a desire of sexual intercourse for independence, but humility. But ultimately, the husband's headship will prevail. He will rule over you. He will rule over you may indicate harsh domination, but it may simply be reaffirming the chain of authority. God, man, woman established that creation, but reversed at the fall. It's, it's if I could just take a moment, right? Who is the older child of their siblings, right? Older child, okay? Uh, who is maybe a, got an older sibling? Who has an older sibling, right? Who did your parents leave in charge when they left the house? The oldest. It was typically the oldest, right? Unless the oldest was a complete goon, it was typically the oldest, right? I'm not an oldest, my sister's old. So when they left, it, it was typically them who they told what was going on. We see that in the garden also. Adam was created first. He was giving the commandment. He was given that commandment. And it was his responsibility to make sure everyone that came after that understood what that commandment looked like. And so there was a, that's the natural order that God had created, right? That, that there was going to be someone in charge, right, to help lead not to say, hey, I'm in charge, do what I say, but I, hey, hey, here's, here's what God giving me. Come on, follow what God is doing. It, literally, this leader, this, this person in quote-unquote authority is supposed to help the others see, like, hey, this is where we should be going. And in the midst of that, he, he took a day off or something. Maybe he was eating from another tree and then let her be deceived by the serpent. And so when we think about that curse, though, this is where it gets a little bit deeper, right? Here's a question I want to ask you. What, I mean, why didn't God want us to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Or what was the result of man eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Same question, just asked a different way. Why didn't God want us to eat from the knowledge of tree, the knowledge of the tree of good, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Or... What was the result after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? That's the answer. I'm putting it out there. We're not going to move forward until someone answers it or takes a shot at it.
Okay, I like the part of that. Yeah, yeah, that first, first that beginning. Anything anyone want to add to that? Are you raising your hand? Yeah, yeah go ahead. like how she said it, we want a little bit more, and that's what the enemy lied to us about. And I'm not going to go into that. You can read it for yourself. But that's what, that was the result. We can either choose God and his wisdom to know good and evil, or we can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and decide for ourselves what's good and evil. And so what happened since the original intent was God, man, woman, right, in order, right, what happens is the curse isn't that necessary? She's just going to desire for her husband. He rule up the curses, the struggle to submit. The struggle to submit. Right. And this is where it, that applies to anybody, whether you're a wife, player, employee or not. The struggle to fight against. Right. They have a better way. But I also think I got a better way. That is the curse. They have to fight with that continuously. Right. Until we overcome it. I shouldn't say continuously because some people have overcoming and overcoming all sins. So, but th that is what I wanted to highlight. That in that midst of that, the woman would, the fight would be to want to do the submitting. Okay? Um, Beginning to land this plane here. <clears throat> it says the curse isn't the submitting. Submitting is a good thing, right? Submitting is a good thing. It, if it's honoring God, the curse is the struggle to submit, to willfully place or write under your husband or under your, your boss or under a coach, under, you know, someone in authority, allowing the original order of our tent to live out. Why? Because due to the fall, we, won't, we want to live life our own way under our, our understanding of good and evil. All right. Let's land this plane and this, let's get down to it with the fellas, all right? Uh, uh, you know, the women are probably like, man, it's all about, what about the guys? They got some responsibility, they sure do. They sure do, all right? Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of grace, heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may, be, may not be hindered. I don't have much to say in the sense of, you know, living with your wife in an understanding way. All right. Um, when I heard that, I, I found it situational and individual in the sense of there's a the, the way I need to understand my wife and operate and work with my wife in marriage may be different than how Bo and Asia need to Bo needs to understand his wife. Right. Because they have different strengths and different weaknesses. So. I left that for you guys, you married guys currently to go, you know what, All right, let me figure this out. So if you were looking for answers, bad idea coming to me anyway. So second thing, showing value, all right, as the weaker vessel, there is some physical differences. And what we have to understand that there is, I'm trying to, I'm just stay on this course. Look at it like this here, right? Men are like steel, women are like fine china, okay, all right? There, there's, there's a weakness to the fine china. You cannot drop china, right? I've seen plenty of steel bars being dropped and they pick it up and then they still use it, right? But each one has huge value, right? When God said, hey, Adam, it's not good for you to be alone. You need a helper. He wasn't saying you need someone to be in, inferior to you. You need someone in their God-given God -given, image bearing ability to come along and help you advance this Eden that at which I've given you authority over to bring in this heaven here on earth. All right. 
when, when there's growing, um, when you think about it like this here, yes, quarterbacks get paid the most, right? You know, you, you, they franchise more quarterbacks than any other players, right? But that quarterback just isn't the same if he didn't have the line to protect the million-dollar investment for those who want to stand sports like that. So um, we're going to skip slide at 18, except for to mention wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the, the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and his himself as Savior. Let me, I'm just close there, except for saying this last thing. Men, married or single, think about it like this here. He said, he talked to the snake, he talked to the woman, and he went to the man. And he said, because you listened, I don't have this um, slide up, because you listened to your wife, right? This is not like listen, like you, she's talking and you heard her. Listen, remember that word is, uh, uh, I forgot if it's Hebrew or Greek, but it's shamar, right? It's um, Hebrew, right? Means to listen and obey, right? When they, when they say, listen, O Lord, or listen to me, children of Israel, it's meaning to hear it and then obey it. Because you listen to her and obey, right? There was a curse. There was a punishment. There was a, uh, um, something bad happened because he did that, Right? in listening to her and obeying to eat from the tree of the knowledge of evil. Now, my wife loves to do the books. Matter of fact, she loves playing with the numbers. There was one time where I was doing it and I uh, somehow lost a thousand or ten thousand dollars somewhere and she took it over, all right? That, that, my point in saying it is that we can listen, and listen to our wives. We could take their counsel, we could, you know, that doesn't mean they're, as like, long as it's according to what God is trying to accomplish, it's according to God's will. We can listen to our bosses, we can listen to our coaches, we can do these things, we can submit. Submitting is a good thing when it's honoring God, but it's when it's dishonoring God is when the issue is. Okay? So, uh, with that being said, any questions? Come on up here, Sugar. <coughs> Who's got questions? Who's got questions? <laughs> it could be about something we said, or it could be um, about these passages, or marriages, husband and wives, anything. Or that you wonder about marriage. <laughs> I don't have a question so much as just something that really stuck out to me. Yeah. Say that last thing again. It's particularly what? It's particularly influential. Like oh, influential. Uh huh. Men would just be more affected by, sure. persuaded by their lives to come back to uh, God if the life is acting in that way. Sure. Well, I do think it's important to say that um, just in general, the people you're closest to have you have your rawest emotions with them, and so. When that's the case, you, you, will, um, you will affect the other person in a, in a deeper way than just somebody off the street saying the same thing to them. You want me to answer? No. Oh. I was just checking to see if you had something. 
Oh, the, well, what I think of in that is um, that when you think of the struggle as uh, possibly going further and ruling, like dominating and squashing her, um, that's where you're not allowing her to do her God-given abilities and things. And Because when you think about ruling, right, I mean, words have meanings, and some of those meanings are defined by experience, right, which is the sad thing, right? That's the, you know, Tori talked about the word master, right? If I came in and I said, hey, God, today I'm the master of the service, that would, everyone would go, that's, ooh, uh, all right, but. So it has, it has, you know, some negative connotations to it. But when you think about rule, right, that, that literally is what the man was. He was supposed to rule in the garden. He was. It was his job. And then God found it not good, right? The one thing, everything was good. And then he said, it's not, the first thing he said not good was that man would be alone. So here's this God-bearing image that's not a man that he puts alongside him. To do what? To help rule, to be a helper in that, you know? But the, the original gift was to that. So in, in keeping with that, and you know, how do I not, what do I do in not over, be over controlled, micromanaging, overruling? It's like, okay, for me, and working with Tori and loving Tori and doing this in marriage, it's like, okay, Let's let's take that before God. Let's okay. You know what? And sometimes let me just be honest. I don't even argue back. I just go okay. Well, great. Let's do that. Because nine times out of ten, the, the situation isn't life-threatening. It isn't biting from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not like uh oh, everyone out there is going to be in sin. It's going to die. It's like we all right. Let's let's see how it works out. Let's go. Because you know what? I know in part and I see in part. So some of it is not feeling like I have to win or be the deciding voice in everything. The, um, I think that's how I approach it all. I don't have anything else that jumps out. And I think always making sure that it's in love that you're responding. Is this benefiting me? Is it benefiting them? Like looking at it a little deeper. If you're questioning, like is, if I, am I doing this, you know? Then. Um, this, all right, I'm going to make this in a sense racial. Does everyone in here buy uh, multiple cereal boxes, like different varieties of cereal? No, you don't? Like, like Captain Crunch and Raisin Bran. You know, just not just Cheerio, but Cheerios, Raisin Bran. So one of the things, because Tori does the grocery shopping, that I was overruling was, and was really bad at, was I used to get on her about buying three different types of cereal. <laughs> like, who is eating this many cereal? First of all, I don't <laughs> eat cereal like that. I actually, I ate it, I don't know why, but when we got married, it's like cereal wasn't my thing anymore. And now I'm growing back into it, but. <laughs> but I said about the racial thing because when she did it, then I just started thinking about everyone I knew that bought cereals like that was all white. So I was just thinking <laughs> it was a white thing. And I didn't go like, hey, you and your white coach need to stop this. I was just, in my mind, that's what I was thinking. Because when we went to the store, after American Community, it was like, what cereal y'all want if you got that option? Otherwise, it was like, this is the cheapest, you know, it wasn't Captain Crunch, it was King Vitamins. Anyone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I say that not, you know, it's, it, you know, that's how lost I was, but it was funny. I'm like, and so at the, at some point, I don't know when it was, but it was just like, man, just let her buy the cereal. Just, you know, unless you got a better idea, let her buy the cereal. And then, you know, yeah, so just one of my overruling mis micromanagement <laughs> stories I thought would be funny. There, it, and just so everyone under, knows this, that it has happened with, I don't even remember what it was, but then uh, a few years later, he's like, why don't you ever buy this? I was like, because you told me you wanted me to stop. <laughs> and he's like, oh, can we get that again? <laughs> it was like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, as uh, a woman who does not have a husband, how does this apply to me? Yeah, great question, yeah. so. To first know what you want to, 
How does that apply to a woman? <laughs> I have an idea. I just need to say it where I feel like it's not, I don't know, just like it's honoring you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Still good. Um, I would say as even in contemplating marriage for me, you know, 18 years ago, um, I knew, I came to a place to where um, I had felt like the Lord told me that Jesse was going to be my husband, but I didn't know if he was there yet. And I knew that he had to make that decision as well. And so for me in that time specifically, um, it was continuing in what I had, I was doing before that. And it was, am I going to be okay if he goes and dates someone else and marries someone else? Am I going to be okay with the Lord? Am I going to be okay in my walk? And nothing dependent upon him. Like, is my walk solidified in the Lord? And so I got to a place where if he didn't choose me, as I thought I had heard, you know, from the Lord, um, I was going to be okay. I evidently heard wrong. Or in this case, it, I was right. <laughs> and so I think it's always important in looking, um, looking at who's your authority. Are you submitting? When we were looking at this, you know, something that has stuck with me in this is, do you know that Jesus submitted to death? Like that, that put a whole new spin on it to me because Are you Are you can, trying to say marrying me was like death? <laughs> no, <laughs> but um, I say that because he did. He, he is God. So yes, he listened to his father and there was, there was that, but he is God. And so when he submitted to death, he did that for us. Like he willingly died for us, for every single one of us. And so it's remembering like, even, even that, like, he modeled to us what submission is and how, how do we, um, I mean, I had to, through my years, single years, I had to dig deep, and then into married years, <laughs> I had to dig deep in what this looked like for me mm -hmm. um, and how I was going to um, come under rank against my bosses, against my teachers, against um, whomever it was that I was in, my parents, um, you and, know. And, and specifically towards eventually being married, right? All right, I mean, just play along with me for a second, right? If I, if, when you and your brother talk, say, man, that girl is hot. Man, she is bang, she, you know, she's busting, right? <laughs> right? You're talking about, how talking about how attractive she is. But ladies, isn't it typically, girl, you should have seen how he handled the kids and how he did And he got this kind of job and his character is this. And he fine, right? Fine attractiveness typically comes after, right? My point in saying that is, ladies, as you're like thinking about a guy, you want to be like, well, how is he acting around authority? Like, how is he submitting? Is he submitting around authority? Is he, you know, you know um, how, how, how is he in his leadership right you know is whatever you know you you think is important to you regarding leadership because that's what that's what you're going to look for right you're you're going to want to be there's a couple a couple that you some of you would know they were dating they're not dating anymore and the one reason the young lady broke it off with the guy was because he was so indecisive he could never make a decision he was never it was always her having to go, well, let's eat here, let's do this, let's do that. You know, that's important. All, you know, that's important to ladies, right? That's important to know which cereal, which, where to put this extra funds at that we just got. Right? So um, it gives you something to look, for, look to, you know, like, man, he's busting in this way, but you know what? His leadership is terrible. Don't think I want that guy in, with me, so, yeah. Um. What we've been talking about is something that sounds very strange to non-believers and mm -hmm. cultures a whole. Um, would you have anything to say about how to approach that while in discussion with non 
you know, um, at the end of the, if if I was in a situation with some number of leaders who brought that up, I would want to begin with this idea of deconstruction. Um, you could you see it playing out. The most horrendous that I see it playing out is things that are going on with the LBGTQ community and how they're trying to dismantle the innocence of young of kids so that they can revert them and they can be, then become um, activists for that agenda. And, and, and the lie is that you're brainwashing your kids. The truth is, first of all, some of us need our brains washed. Secondly, it's either gonna be one way or the other, right? You're gonna either raise your kids up to be, you know, people who image, image bear God and advance the kingdom, or they're gonna advance a different agenda. So I would, I would wanna break it down and talk, have this discussion with them on how this, this deconstruction wants to dismantle original intents and authority. A kid shouldn't have to listen to parents, right? I think it's very interesting when you look at the Ten Commandments, right? The first four deal with God directly. The next, very next one is honor your father and mother. It goes from dealing with God to honoring your father and mother because that's how he created it. So if I'm dealing with, I would want to, and, and sometimes some of the argue, argument or discussion is they want to, okay, well, tell me that without using the Bible. And right now that's hard for me. I, I wouldn't know how to do that at this moment, you know, without talking to, a, you know, a real person. But at the end of the day, what I would do, if I can't argue, I would show the statistics of, of why that is important, right? So for example, yes, there's not a lot of women in CEO positions. Yes, I'm sure some women have been cut because they were women. But you know what? The statistics show that women, uh, a large amount of women desire to be in the home. You know, a lot of women don't want to be in the, the um, the tension of that area that it takes to be a CEO, right? So, you know, is it wrong to hold a woman back if she has the credentials to be a CEO? Of course, you know, so that, that would be one, you know, one, the things I would look at to, to dismantle that argument. <clears throat> I would also say that um, often people are believing lies. And so if you can identify a lie you don't even necessarily have to speak of that, but speak on what leads them to truth, and eventually you'll get to that. So we're at 24. I want to go ahead and pray for us, close us out. And then if anyone else has any questions, we'll, we'll, we'd love to talk more. So if you would bow your heads with me. <clears throat> God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you didn't just put us here on earth and then said, figure it out. You created some, some, some divine laws that could help guide us and bring about your, um, uh, your, your kingdom here on earth. And, and you, you're not here to have anyone oppress the other, but you, you, you do have law to help us bring about your goal. And we thank you for that. Lord, oh, help us to see it more, to live it out more. Uh, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Bless everyone here today. Bless those. Bless the guys there on the way back and others who couldn't make it. We thank you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.